This is a free excerpt from Fukushima Dreams by Zelda Riando. Chapter 7 Not sure if I'm going insane. Maybe if I write it down it will make more sense. I was out gathering firewood for the stove in the cabin when my foot snagged on a root and I nearly landed on my face. I lay there, eyes closed for a moment, recovering from the impact. And when I opened them again, there was Tashi. He was older, but I recognised him. He was a mix of Sachiko and myself, but he had changed. He was no longer a three-month-old baby. Although he was undeniably present, he wasn't quite there, his feet not quite making contact with the ground, and a slight shimmer about him that suggested a creature less than solid. His face was sunken, somehow mummified, his limbs narrow, making his distended belly seem even more enormous, his head frail upon a long, thin neck. Tashi couldn't be there, could he? Then he spoke for the first time. Hey, Papa, bet you didn't expect to see me again so soon, did you? Sorry to break in on your idyll, but I think we have some unfinished business. I felt the world whirling about me, and I thought my heart was going to stop. Everything went blurry, and it felt as though I'd cotton wool in my ears. I didn't trust myself to stand or speak. I closed my eyes and willed the apparition to disappear. If I just lay there for a few moments, maybe the hallucination would go away. Gradually, the muffled feeling in my ears cleared, and I could hear the sounds of birdsong the breeze soughing. I kept my eyes closed and lay full length on the ground where I had fallen, feeling the damp earth beneath my fingertips. I willed myself to become calm and focused on the sounds around me. What? Silence? And your only beloved son come back to keep you company on your journey? You were just wondering what you'll need for the wilderness. Yes, I can read your thoughts too. Don't worry though. I won't tell anyone else how dark they are. That voice came again. It was shrill and mocking with a vicious edge. I opened my eyes and looked up, raising myself to my elbows as I did so. There was the strange, wizened homunculus that was still, recognisably, my son. There were his eyes, which still hadn't darkened from the blue he'd been born with the cowlick he'd inherited from me, and the bow-shaped lips that Sachiko had given him. Now they were twisted in a mocking grin. I couldn't speak. I knew I had to get away. I pulled myself to my feet, all without being able to drag my eyes away from him. I seemed drawn into those milky pools. I turned my back and focused on getting myself under control. It had to be a hallucination. I gave myself a vicious pinch on the upper arm, which hurt like buggery, but it was no good. The voice came again. Don't ignore me, Papa. We've got a lot to talk about, you and I. If I couldn't make it go away, then maybe I could outrun it. I turned back so that I was facing the path. The figure was still there, blocking my way and grinning sardonically at me. I closed my eyes again, and sprinted through it, arms held before me as though I was breaking the ribbon at the end of a race. 
I heard laughter behind me over the thudding of my steps. I kept running for a long time. That was a free extract from Fukushima Dreams, currently funding on unbound.co.uk. This book needs your support. If you enjoyed this chapter, please fund it 